Books, 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 books. Welcome to Yo That's Rank, the interactive podcast where we rank and rate from lame to great all the things that really matter in this world. If that hasn't clued you in at all, I am not prepared to talk about this week's topic, which is your top 10 best book series. Yo 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 that's Kaylin, like, what would you have done? Like, what? You know what? I'll tell you exactly what I would have okay, done. Okay, tell me what you've done. Some sort of like librarian, like, shh joke <gasps> about like quiet. It's the library, like something or, like that. Oh, this is a library. Yeah, and I was trying to like look into your eyes with it, but or I like what you did. Reading Rainbow. How yeah, come I didn't think of reading Rainbow? But what you did think of was at least that books, 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 books. 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 So that's really good. That's really impressive. all I was thinking about when we started this episode was the little pizzas that you could get from Pizza Hut for reading books. That's personal pans. Was, if yeah, you from will. the Book It Club. That was the only thing I was thinking about. Because you could have said like, something about that. I again, I, I like your pivot. Like I do like that the improv skills are strong with you, and you just did the books, books, books song. But I would have gone for some Book It like pizza pan stuff. Well, I knew we would get there because really the only reason I ever read a book from the ages five to 15 was for food. I don't think you could be a teenager and still be participating in Book It, but I'm pretty sure I did. I would put those what, X's on my calendar yeah. and I'd say, look, I read every day this week. Pepperoni, please. Oh, of course. For sure. What are they going to? I just saw an article probably on BuzzFeed or something, but it was saying how like Eating indoor, like eating in at a Pizza Hut when we were little was like the best experience of your life. And that is true. Like the, that is the just. The glasses, the like plastic cups they the bring over for your root cups. beer. Right. The chandelier lights over your table. I'll go to the salad bar alone, mom. Like I don't even. <laughs> and your parents would be like, go ahead. Like I don't even need your help. Actually, I'm just if getting a bowl of ranch. really lucky, it was a pizza buffet. And you could, could you go believe? up to the middle and get as many slices as you want this is not a pizza episode and yet somehow well, in the first two you, minutes <laughs> it kind of is because your only incentive to read as your list reflected most of your books are to be read by the time you're 11 or 12 i did half and half half of my okay. top 10 was like a books for young adults or adults and half of my top 10 is when i read at like six and seven because i really did like reading back then and then i went through a real dry spell and then now reading a little bit again but the real inspiration if you listen to the ck lounge you'd think he's quite the reader quite the reader i'm at 49 percent on a current book on my kindle and i <laughs> so... feel like i click like next page next page as much as possible and it never reaches 50 so i'm not sure how that works but the real inspiration for this episode was Kayla and I were talking. We're like, we do read now and we read back then and we haven't done anything really about books in a very long time, if at all. And so we wanted to do something, but we're like, it's so hard. You can't just say like, what are your top books. 10 books? We guys? couldn't possibly say books. And so we decided to go with series because they're fun. And also it's narrow enough that we could uh, figure them out. But this list is so interesting because it is very like juvenile fiction or right now. I feel like those are the only options. Yeah, for sure. It's. Our list specifically that we got, I really wanted to do some research on like what are critically acclaimed series versus what we got. But guys, I'll say this. I'm proud to be a Rankenstein this week. This isn't the right list, but it's the list that we've got. And I'm really proud of it. It's a list for it's sure. a list. That is for sure. Okay, let's get into our Rankenstein of the week. Kaylin, we've got a good one this week. Who is it? She forced it, but it was worth it because she texted me and said if she wasn't it, she was going to quit, pull, and pull from being in the CK lounge, wow. which is a threat. That's... And look, it worked. Kelly Duez is our right side of the week. But beyond just threatening me like lazily in the morning, just like casually, she 
months ago told us that she told her dentist about YDR. That, and that sentence which, alone. How did it come up and is my question. Like they always try to talk to you when their hands are in your mouth. So and I can't imagine. Like, oh, because her mouth is open. That was like when we started. Well, today she said, like, went to the dentist the other day and we talked about Yoda's ranking. So one, if Kelly's dentist is listening, apparently he, he is a Frankenstein. How dare you to assume? But I, okay. Well, I think I think I've read he in text, so I'm going to say that he is a Frankenstein. So that gets Kelly to be Doctor uh, Frankenstein of the week for sure. That one, she's having dental conversations Why is about Kelly YDR. going to the dentist multiple times in a year because we so haven't I, even been doing this for a year yet. Right. So I do think that. Maybe the other person she told was like a chiropractor or something. There have been multiple like people I might be mixing up anywhere that are you, in the service industry for her yeah, body that like she has told. You could have a copay. They now know about Yodat's rank. Thank you, Kelly. She's leaving stickers. So that's the first thing she did that's really, really good. The other thing, she bought one of our flannels. I believe Ooh. Kelly bought the Bianca Lawson, which is that is iconic. And she was right for doing so. I have that. In my car to give her along with everybody else from this area that I can distribute. There are some left. So if you want to be like Kelly and cool like her, you don't get the Bianca Lawson, but they're on our website and you should check it out. Lastly, she's going to be the first person in the history of YDR to both be our rank assign of the week and be my you can't sit with me when we get there in the section. So that'll come back around. But Kelly is both our icon and shafted from our lunch table. This week. And that's what you get when you like make us choose, Kelly. When sorry, you make you're going to get the good you, and the bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what's going to happen. All right. Let's jump into our list, Kaylin. This one's going to be very funny because, you know, We're I stupid. don't quite remember <laughs> reading. I definitely haven't read all of these. I have read some of them. Okay. Um, and I'm going to rely on you a good bit here. Or you know what? We're just going to make some things up. So for our Aldi roundup this week, we're just going to go 14 to 11. Our, our 20 through 15, in my opinion, was just kind of boring or like in words. well-read I've opinion. never heard. I've never right. heard the words Hercule Poirot, <laughs> however you pronounce that. So we're skipping those, but we're going 14 through 11, which is what we did at the beginning of YDR. We're going back okay. to our roots. So. Uh, I just want you to give me just a quick reflection on if you love this book or hate this book. <laughs> just kidding. Hold on. Let me think of a real funny way to do it. So okay. when I say the book title, you're going to say read like, oh, I read that book or okay. dread. Like <gasps> I dread that read book. Read or dread. And you better that believe really I just thought good. of that on the spot. It's on the fly. Like I was going to say page turner or page burner because <gasps> people like burn books. But Wait, we can so both good. think of things on the spot, I guess. Let's do read or dread. Wow. Let's We're both there. in an improv troupe. You would never Guys, know. Guys, yes and. Like come into the scene when you are needed, not when you want to be. Okay. okay. So read or dread. For so coming in 11. at number 14, we have the series Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Guys, red. Like it's not just red. It's like <laughs> re-read. did this reread, watched, rewatched. If you think that I know the name Amber Tamblin for any other reason, you'd be wrong. Well, Joan of Arcadia. Well, Let's not forget are. our parents. There are. While my mom was watching the, washing yeah. the dishes, I obviously looked over her shoulder at Joan of Arcadia for a time. I love it. Blake, La- the, this is one of those where really the movie is so like in with the books. The books I yeah. read too. They were really good. But you do honestly just picture those four. America Ferrera, Blake Lively, Alexis Bledel, and Amber Tamblyn as they were, the four. I mean, they're they were like superstars at that superstars. Point. And who among us didn't go into a dressing room thinking maybe this is the time <laughs> we find the fans? And we all, all had like a sisterhood of the traveling, whatever. Like, oh, I'm going to share a hoodie. If it was me, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. we all. I think maybe just everyone did a hoodie because that's a little more unisex than yeah. A and pair we had a pants. journal that went. It wasn't my first my first year of college. Me and Steph Speranza and Madeline Schaefer, definitely not a listener of the show, um, but friend of mine, set a, sent a hoodie and a journal around my whole first year of college and like talked to each other the whole first year, which was fun. And wasn't the thing like, I, I have not read these or watched these truly, just knew the cultural icon You're that they were. You're talking about it as if you wrote them. Well, like <laughs> the pants fit all of them, right? Wasn't that the thing? Not only did they fit Cody, but they made everyone look amazing. Oh. And I'll tell you this, they spent a lot of time telling us that 
these four shouldn't all look amazing in the same pair of pants. That's just crazy because three of them are all the same size and then one's a little bigger. And that's Alexis rude. Alexis Bledel is not the same size. She's the smallest. Like she is the spindliest <laughs> little person in the world. I think that was the most like shocking and egregious of the four sizes for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Coming in at number 13. I did actually read the series Divergent. Pass. What's the thing? Dread. <laughs> Red or dread. <laughs> there, we'll talk about this in the list. I have it as a note of mine that like whoever, I guess it was some woman specifically, got us into dystopia. Like I would like to say no thank you. That's just not for me. I really don't vibe there. And so Divergent is in there in it's that It's surprising thing. that there are other things on this list that would be your vibe then. Because it feels nowadays, honestly, that, that it's every it. book series is dystopian novels and well, i like again look at our list i get pretty lucky with some of you these. do That's get true. lucky i am kind of impartial i i think it made my list because i literally read it but it was really towards the bottom and <laughs> yeah. the movies were not good i mean of all of those <gasps> dystopian movies we love wow. shailene kate Kate, we love. How could you? But yes. When yes. Shailene chopped all her hair off, I mean, it was Red. we were confused no, no, here. No, no, so no. divergent. Dread mm. for me. Red for you. Yeah. All right. Coming in at number twelve, the Babysitters Club. Guys, red loved again. For some reason, the movie is like super iconic for for my. I think our generation, like and a we little all bit above us one. too. A little yeah. bit above us. And read them. This is similar to other lists on our on our li- uh, books on our list. There are like so ma- there is a book for every situation <laughs> yes. you may find yourself in. Like you'd be like, well, what did Claudia do on Halloween? Like I'm gonna find it because there's 47 of them. And these were all the same girls, right? So it truly was a series. Like you're just seeing yeah, yeah, the yeah. story oh. of the same girls. Okay. Now it's like a Barbie Skipper situation where some youngers like would come <laughs> up. Like we would get some like other generations and stuff. But we started with those same girls one of the girls names and here's what was so insane for me you're gonna try to sell me when I'm like 12 years old that a teenage girl's name was Dawn <laughs> like I was like Dawn is who Dawn? to you right exactly Dawn is at least 45 at least higher. 45 clocking in at 45 46 as a high schooler <laughs> so one question right. that I have here is you know, I wasn't sure if this one was like a chronological, like you're getting all the same girls or if it was just a bunch of random stories because just some babysitters. Does that, <laughs> does that constitute a series? So I put goosebumps on my list and I yeah. was so excited to and nobody else did. And I was like, well, maybe that's not a series. Is it more of an anthology? Because like it's just it completely characters? different stories. Right, right, right. So I think for Babysitter's Club, right, it's the same group of girls the entire time in Stony Brook where they live, like just going about their time. And Goosebumps is not that, right? It's no, more like Goose Twilight Zone. Bumps like is just, just random stories. Yes. Same as Choose Your Own Adventure, who Joe Matthew put on his list. And I was excited because yeah. loved those books. But I guess I they fall into called. a little Anthology- bit of a different yeah. category because yeah, sure. nobody was really voting for that kind. All right. All right coming in <laughs> at number 11. A series of unfortunate events. Guys, love. Now, here's something that I noticed, and I want to be very, very clear on this. I don't want you guys to think, based on our last Netflix episode, that we don't like a series of unfortunate events. Like somebody wrote like, about that when they were voting, thinking we were going to yell at them. No, no. Here is where I want to see a series of unfortunate events. Lemony Snicket. I couldn't believe, I still can't understand who wrote these books. Right. It was such, to me, I was like, it's Lemony writing it. Like, I, what else like, do you guys I could need to know? him up on Facebook I know and I him. I'm it. pretty sure. Like, I've seen him. He's next to Gilderoy, like, on the bookshelf. I get it. <laughs> I don't know the, that there's a real person behind these still to this day. We don't like the Neil Patrick Harris series on Netflix. We love the movie. I loved these books. Like, loved them very very much read them multiple multiple times i never got into them so i never actually read any of the books no surprise but i did watch that movie multiple times bus buddy and my other friend sasha were in love with a boy named liam aiken who was the little boy in the movie (gasps) they were obsessed he was like 10 years younger than us but they were really obsessed with him and so i watched this movie over and over again we Love it. Okay. We're going to start Italian game from now on. And anytime Cody says like, I've actually never read. I've actually never. I actually never. I want you to put a tally down in the ranking sign that tells us how many times that comes up. I think we're at like three or four already. 
and we've done four books. So, guys, the, the best part of that is he's going to talk about it like an expert. So it doesn't matter yeah. what happens regardless. The problem is I've only read books from three through one. <laughs> So, and then randomly a part of number seven. So I wish I you wouldn't have said until oh, the I end. Right, because then I would have said, like, which of these do we think he's actually read or not? Because he'll be making cases for 10 through three. I'll tell you that. All right, coming in at number 10, a book series I love, Cherish, Adore. Just kidding. Brrr. Nancy Drew. Okay, but like I know Nancy Drew. You don't have so to we are, read Nancy we Drew. We are going to do the popcorn summary like we did for Holes for each one, but <gasps> oh really quick, gosh. right? So it's okay. what? Two to four sentences. Yeah, so we'll I want start you with to you. Start them. Oh, oh, darn please, it. can okay, we start okay, with okay, you okay. on each one? We'll go yes. me, you, me. So we only get like a couple back and forths to get okay. this, what this whole series is about. Okay, go yeah. for it. A blonde girl with a flashlight solves crimes. She gets into a lot of tricky situations, and she's a teenager. <laughs> the Hardy Boys could never. P.S. Computer game. <laughs> okay. Computer, the computer game is one of my game. notes because that's what you... Uh, guys, if you went to Messiah, if you currently attend Messiah, if you just graduated from Messiah, congratulations. Listen up. There is still a booth in the Falcon, probably, where Cody Sherry and Kitty Robinson Lees played the computer game of Nancy Drew as college students very seriously. And let me take that one step <laughs> further and say that Nancy Barber and Joe Matthew, two of my really good friends from high school, currently as 31-year-olds... <laughs> Play this almost weekly. There are a lot of new Nancy Drew computer games, new-ish. They're okay. not like from when we're kids. <laughs> I was going to say, how are we playing computer? How, how am I, I to a play a CD computer rom. game? At, at one point, it was, okay. I think in college for us, it was a CD-ROM. It had to have been. It had now to have been. But right just, now, on my current computer, there's no CD. You just grab know. it from the cloud. You, you buy it from it. the cloud. You download it. And this, there's, it's actually very good. You have to solve all these puzzles. It's definitely for adults. I don't even care what people say. That's and it. you've got to win. But Nancy Drew in this one is like older, I think. Isn't she a teenager? Was I totally wrong in saying that? I said teenager. I think blonde no. teenager. Oh, Didn't and then I? I just said it again. Yeah, then maybe you said it again. So focus up for the next popcorn. But there were 56 books total. 56. What? From, this is the other hilarious part of this. When? The dates that most of these books were started, <laughs> Cody, when I say depression era, so this was 1930 no, no. to 1979. No. It's been, yes. What the words I'm saying, 1930, what mysteries were happening in 1930? <laughs> like, what could she have been solving? Well, I did just have a conversation with my new roommates last night that there were so many more serial killers back in the 60s and oh. 70s, and there's not enough anymore. <laughs> enough? So. <laughs> so maybe Nancy Drew was finding some serial killers. That was keeping her busy. It was written, they are written by various authors, all under the pseudonym Carolyn Keene. So there are a bunch of them, because as obviously that's a huge span. Um, the, the one fact that I found that I think you will vibe with, and you have to pick which one you like better, Nancy Drew was almost named Diana Dare. Which of those two do you like Ooh. better? Do you want Nancy Drew? Nancy Drew is like, I don't know what you're really about. Diana Dare. I'm like, yeah, oh, I, I get want, it. I want double D. I mean, like, that is so cool. And Isn't now, it cool? Nancy Drew sounds so cool now, but it's only because we know it's cool. Exactly. It's basically Diana like a cultural touchstone. Zan. Diana Dare reporting for duty. I'll look in that, like, quarry and find who's ever missing. I didn't who's read any missing? Nancy I don't think that Drew. That was a okay. I never read okay. any Nancy Drew, but Tally. I did read um, Cam Jansen. I think that was the books. She has. She was like a little kid detective with photographic memory. You ever read any of those? No. I, are you are you the author? <laughs> no, but now Have I'm second guessing myself. I see myself. your screens like well, furiously blinking. Mm -hmm. So are you looking them up? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> called Cam Jansen. Uh, uh, Joe Matthew third reference this episode. He talked about this. <laughs> Can you call Joe and he can do the Cam rest of this Cam Jansen. Okay. It was a book series. Okay. She had a photographic memory. And I read those because I was a little more basic. He was a little bit more basic. Okay, great. All right. Coming in at number nine, Kaylin's favorite book series. The Cormoran Strike series written by Robert well, Galbraith. 
correct, Which, a.k.a. Lemony Snicket, a.k.a. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. If you're going to pick a pen name or whatever yeah. these things are called, why something like kind of hard, like Galbraith is hard Galbraith. to remember. It's probably something different in like, British like oh, it's probably yeah. like you know like easy like common so Pick, she picked like, it she should have picked Diana Dare Diana Dare like written but no she wanted it to be a man so she wanted to go under a man pseudonym and she wanted to make a complete departure obviously I understand this it's written by JK Rowling she wanted this to be different and that's hard if you're JK Rowling to say yeah. like we're gonna diverge a little bit from what you know so there's five books currently um, and she wanted originally she was slated to have as many as the Harry Potter series. That was what she originally said. She has been quoted to say that there are going to be more sometimes upwards of 10. Um, but they're very, very, very good. Now, based on this is my favorite book series. I think you've read Ooh, part of it. I read three chapters of one. So we're going to go <laughs> back and forth. But this time, would you like to start, please? OK, Um, there's a female detective. Mm. Okay. But there's also a male, and maybe he's the detective. There's okay. Let me start over. Is that there, your sentence? Here, my sentence. Here's my sentence. There's okay. a boy and a girl. Semicolon. One's a detective. Okay. Wonderful. Right. Okay. Wonderful. You can build on that. I guess so. So Cormoran Strike, comma the detective in London. What? That doesn't tell me if it's a male or female. Cormorant? That's the boy. Cormoran okay. Strike. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I don't know anyone named Cormorant. Again, Galbraith and Cormorant, like you're just showing that you're an American, not a British citizen. That's embarrassing. true. He employs Robin Ellicott. A girl. Again, these are a little bit difficult. Yeah. Um, Which I just realized I was writing in my notes as Endicott, a.k.a. B, who is, it's really Ellicott, I think. But now I'm second guessing myself because I knew that person in real life. Anyways, as a little like unsuspecting intern, temp, if you will. Period. Popcorn. There are so many murders they need to solve. Can they do it? Question mark. Yeah. They do do it. And they become a team. And more? Dot, dot, (gasps) dot. That's the end of that synopsis. Isn't that good? These books are big. They are thick. Like, JK decided. She doesn't mess around. She said, you know that fifth Harry Potter book, the one that you all struggled to get through because you literally couldn't hold it in bed. It was too heavy. That's the standard. That's That's where we're going to start and maybe make it a little longer. So I read a couple chapters of this on a boat, actually. Not sure why I was on a boat. And I, it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't stick with me. And that was really when I didn't read at all. So I was like. I was going to say now that one, you read on a Kindle and two, you like to read. I would say maybe try one of these again because you wouldn't be intimidated by like you hate holding books. Literally, that's a weird thing. But you do hate holding <laughs> so awkward sized books. Um, but I think that you would like it. It's in the mystery vein that we do like. Um, it is very, very good. I talked about it before for some reason. I talked about the world building and the character development that she does, which I really like. Basically, Cormoran Strike's character is Tony Soprano. So I'm hooked. Like, he's just a big, surly guy in charge. The B- BBC One made a show about this, and HBO originally bought it. And, like, BBC shows are so good, and I was so ready. And then HBO sold it to Cinemax. I don't know how I would get <laughs> just I would yell in my backyard Cinemax please like quicker than trying to find it on some sort of streaming service. So I am bummed about that, but I love it every time I hear a new one's coming. All right, coming in at number 8. I think this is hysterical. That's it. The it's in our top 10. One. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy though. Brrr, Ramona. <laughs> just the Ramona series, her whole series. Give us the first sentence of the synopsis, please. Okay, first sentence. Selena Gomez goes into a (laughs) casting room and she auditions and you know what? She gets the part. Popcorn Kaylin. We can't keep just talking about the movie or show adaptations that we have seen. Ramona has a sister named Bezos. That was the only... (laughs) Bezos, not Bezos. Bezos. That's the only other fact I know. Comma. And Bezos hates her, period. Ramona is just like a preteen girl trying to figure out her life, but like, oh no, acne and stuff sometimes. <laughs> Ramona is Ramona Quimby, age eight, and she yeah. has straight across bangs. Yeah. Hijinks ensue, period. So you guys get it. You get where we're at. You understand. This is written by Beverly Cleary, who we had on our 
presidents or hotties list? <laughs> I honestly don't I think it was remember. our our president our fake presidential election bracket. Okay. Battle. Okay. Yeah. I Though just remember Beverly she had, like, Cleary the... on our hotties list hotties would list, be it... amazing. And very much tracks with us. So yes. that would have been like no surprise either way. Bezos is her older sister. So, so sometimes this is what Bezos is me. younger, I thought. No, Bezos is older. Ramona's the younger sister <gasps> that annoys her. And Selena Gomez is Bezos? <laughs> Wait, no, I'm it's so not. Confused. Oh, yeah. I get. I don't know. You brought <laughs> Selena into this. Let me look that up. But I... some people just call this Ramona and Bezos, like as the thing, because it started off, Bezos was the first one in some other guy's series. And then she was talking about her annoying younger sister. And Ramona really just. Got, captured the hearts of the American people in 1955. Oh. Now that one tracks a little bit better, except I'll get into this, especially with one of the series later on the list. But like, who, how did we get them? Like, how did I get books from there? Just our oh. school libraries? Yeah, school libraries and Scholastic Book Fair. I mean, uh-huh, that's just how that's it went. True. There weren't that like one million people writing books back then. And so they kept those books from the 30s and 50s and 70s. And that's what we read. To catch us up, back to the movie, the 2010 film, Ramona and Beezus. Selena is Beezus. And Joey King. Joey King is, is Ramona. Ramona. Oh I'm going to tell you wildly two other people that have been mentioned frequently and loudly on this podcast that are also in this movie. Jennifer Goodwin, who oh. we almost ended our friendship over. Yep. And Sandra O. Oh. In Ramona now, and Beezus? What do you mean? <laughs> because I feel like, although I never saw this, so that, okay, great. So they were, and Josh Duhamel. So it's a star-studded cast if it you guys are interested. seriously is. Maybe we should go check it out. I think we this is so funny out. that this is one of our only children's book or like young, young fiction book on the list. There is one other, but I think it's funny that this is the one that got, what, you disagree? Yeah children's book not like mm-hmm. juvenile fiction that's different right wouldn't you call <laughs> number five and number six children's just number book? five oh i don't know what number six is so anyway okay. we'll get there okay <laughs> but it's just funny that ramona gets into this scholastic spot. book fair only exactly there were 11 of these books we loved them all i don't know what we were relating to about an eight-year-old in 1955 <laughs> but something about her really stuck like with i'm us. not reading the leave it to beaver book exactly series. her mom was vacuuming with pearls and we were like same <laughs> like i don't understand what we were like what we were getting with but we loved it all right coming in at number seven the only thing on the list that i read which praise god Caitlin because i not. this is ender's game as I kept reading this on Wikipedia, I got further from the truth. Like, I was like, you know what? Let me just stop. So go ahead. Start us off on Oh, no. Well, can I just say a caveat? I read this in oh. ninth grade. I okay. was supposed to read it for school in our challenge, our gifted course for everyone out there. Just got to put How did you get a gifted quick. when they were like, how many books have you read? And you were like, none. Oh, you don't read stories. books for gifted. You, like, do puzzles. It's like that's the true, dumbest. That's true. That's true. The that's dumbest First system. of all, please don't ever talk to me again. Again, like I wasn't also in gifted. Like, please don't ever say like what we do in gifted because I know what we do in gifted. We made a barge once, like on a little model. It was Did different you do that? in Pittsburgh. It was different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were supposed to read Ender's Game. I read like part of it and hated it, and so I didn't finish the book. It is one of my brother Luke's favorite books. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And so, and then they made a movie eventually, and yes. the movie was not that great, but I saw it anyway. So Ender's okay. Game first sentence is: yeah. There's a boy, and he lives. In outer space. His name is Ender, and he flies the spaceship. Oh. Um, flies. Flies. I meant flies. just flies. He flies. I think flies, flies is more accurate. Okay. Yeah. He and his, like, preteen teenage comrades have to, like, do go through all these tests to see mm. if they can become the people who go and kill the aliens. Oh, okay. I think. Last they sentence. live in the, I found this word, Enderverse, period. <laughs> I don't know if that means like the cultural I phenomenon, the book setting. I don't know what that is. But for me, they live in the Enderverse. Yeah, so there's Ender's Game. There's another book called Ender's Shadow. It, it does just keep going. I think there's three. There are 15 novels, 
13 short stories, huh. 47 comic book issues, oh. an audio play, and a movie. Um, That's what there are for Ender's Game. Hmm. I've never seen... All huh. of that. I've never even the words like are somewhere in here. Like I've heard that before. So I, I don't know how I missed all of brain, that. I did not look up anything for this episode clearly, but out of my brain, I'm pretty sure it's written by Orson Scott Card. Is that correct? correct? <laughs> okay. Which I'm surprised you didn't put like a Wells or something in there, just like accidentally. I literally <laughs> almost was like Wells or some Wells. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would actually probably really like Ender's Game now, yeah, and I should I go back so and read it. It was one of Bus Buddy's favorite on her list. It is kind of like one of those the first. Hunger Games, Divergent, those Dystopian kind of things. Because thing? it's, yeah, yes. post-apocalypse. They're in space. So it was this sci-fi thing, but really following the lives of young people Avenger, in their right. in their plight. And so I think that was pretty cool for its time. I'm guessing this was, what, 80s? It was 80s. That was so good because it was 80s, and then it took a long time. The movie was not the 80s, so it took oh, a long time to like be optioned into. the movie was like six years ago. Right. <laughs> so it took a long time. The rights were being shopped around, things like that. I'm sure that it... Is one of those like a Ready Player One or something where like the scope of making this yep. had to be like matching what it is. I my only connection to this is now I used to work with this woman who named her baby Ender. And I would not be surprised if this is why she named that baby Ender because that seems to track. So now yeah. I'm just going to assume that that Ender baby was named after this space book. Also, Haley Steinfeld was in this, one of her first movies. Oh, Yeah, we're okay. talking about the movie because I know so much more about that. But There you go. All right, coming in at number six, the book series that Kaylin says is a children's book series, and I would have had no idea. Do we have the wrong numbers? Little House on oh, the Prairie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Don't people like die in that from like well, yeah, disease? But, but it's and... like Oregon Trail. Like they were dying there and we were doing that when we were a kid. Maybe like it was I'm just mixing... a harsh reality. Am I mixing up Little Women and Little House on the Prairie? Because aren't they like teenagers in the books? Or are they Little kids? Little House on the Prairie? Yeah. Kids. It's a, it's a family with kids. Oh. It's like a whole family. Yeah. All I know is that girl has those braided pigtails in the TV show. <laughs> She's got it. Melissa Gilbert has got those braids. So these books, of course, were in 1932 to 1943. <laughs> so were... long ago. Laura Ingalls Wilder. I, know I was going to say, there were nine books. Could you tell us the author? Of course you could. Of yep. course you could. Now, the thing that we probably click in with more, and honestly, just because it was just as iconic was the show. So there was a show, Little House on the Prairie, from 1974 to 1982. And they played those reruns like all crazy. The time. If you've seen it once, if you've seen Nellie once, you've seen her a million <laughs> times, that evil Nellie Olson, that evil blonde girl. So what was interesting to me is I looked up the show just to be like, because honestly, until today, until I looked up the dates, I was like, Laura Ingalls Wilder is the author. Was she also, also in the main the character? Show? Exactly. I wonder why that did we think that? Because but I think it's, just it's because like autobiographical, kind of. The isn't it? Exactly. But I thought, like, was that the woman herself? Then when I was like, oh, the author was authoring in these in 1932, and the show was 1974. So that date, those dates don't add up. Also, Jason Bateman was in the show. So I was like, okay, so now I'm in the right frame of mind. Like, he was a little baby on that show. I'll confess this. We used to talk to about Kitty and Laura Ingalls Wilder, like, comparing yeah. her to in college. And you didn't know. I had no idea if you meant that was the character of Little House of the Prairie or the person who wrote it. And I was just like, haha, yeah, Kitty, you're so Laura Ingalls. And I didn't <laughs> know what we were talking about still. <laughs> and now only- just today, figured it out. Right. The only thing that really stuck, if you were around at this time, like reading, watching this, someone was blind, tragically. Like in the show, it was like Scarlet Fever turned the sister blind. This is like when Scarlet Fever, I think, killed Beth in Little Women. Like we were very aware of these early diseases and we were very scared of them again what were we clicking in with with 1932 prairie life when we were reading and watching i'm not sure but we really did i feel like so many young girls though loved this series like wholeheartedly was this the main character on the tv show was she the girl who played helen keller and was in the pepsi commercials Melissa, wait. You know what? who I'm talking about? I that little girl who played Helen Keller for the bla- made-for-TV movie. The and black she was- curly hair girl? Maybe. That's from the that's from the parrot movie? Yeah. 
No. <laughs> oh, okay. That's who I thought was in these. This Melissa TV show. Gilbert. You would definitely know her to see her. You've seen her in other things. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're finding something out, guys. We did so a lot. So she was of in. Well, I didn't know you were going to ask me about a Pepsi commercial. She was in the Diary of Anne Frank. Oh. And the miracle worker. I remember so the miracle worker. She was crossing things. What? She was in Helen. Ke- who? Wait. I don't know that the Pepsi girl is who this is. The Pepsi girl was in the miracle worker. Great. So I'm I saying, but maybe promise. it's different people. So I'm saying like, maybe we're think maybe she played someone else. If somebody could tell us, is the blind Pepsi girl also in Little <laughs> House on the Prairie? She was Pepsi? blind in, hell- in Miracle Worker. Okay. 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 okay got it. Great. Got <laughs> it. There's lots of it, blind characters. <laughs> All right. We need to move on from Little House. No popcorn summary because we couldn't do it. All right. In between six and five, we always do a little intermission game. Today's game I'm most excited for because I don't know how to talk about the series, but I do know what I want to do here. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a schoolyard type pick of literary characters from our Aldi Roundup and our top 10. It may give away what's in our five through one, but that's okay. And so what's going to happen is I'm envisioning myself and Kaylin is envisioning herself in the Taylor Swift Bad Blood music video. This Mm -hmm. music video was iconic because it had so many famous people including Mariska Hargitay, featured... Don't ever forget that. And that was like T-Swift's posse in Uh this video. And so if we had to make a posse that was like walking behind us in a flaming music video, who would we pick and why? We're going to do a draft pick, and hopefully we don't pick the same ones. Back and forth, like on a dodgeball team. So like Taylor, just as a refresher, she had Selena. She had Gigi Hadid. She had Carly Kloss. She had Mariska. We are going to be picking from books set in the 1930s, <laughs> perhaps. So just like keep that in mind, but we'll have reasons as to why. I would like you to go first because on last night's Patreon episode, I got to pick a middle cha- middle America chain so restaurant first. Nice. So I would like you to go first and we'll just go one, 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 one dodgeball style. This is not a snake draft. So you have the okay. upper hand here. Okay, great. So my first pick. Ooh. Yeah. My first pick for sure is Carmen from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, played by America Ferreira. Good that pick. is who I want good on pick. my team first. She has a good vibe. Whether she's Si Se Puede, whether she's over here, that's America. But we know the vibe is there, and that's who I want to start my team. I feel confident with her. That's good. I almost thought about her, even though I've never seen or, <laughs> or read those. Good but I'm going to follow you a little bit. Okay. I am picking the pants. From the sisterhood of the traveling pants. So my first member of my posse is the pants. Like seat, seat. (laughs) Either the pants walking them by themselves behind me, or I'm in the pants because I need (laughs) to look good for this music video. Oh, you're right. Apparently, these pants can make you look good. So they really can't have Carmen. I've got the pants. What's your second pick? Okay, my second one. Now, at first, I thought I was going for like a baddie B Barbie Ting like vibe for this team, but so far, I've I guess surprised myself and gone in a different direction because my next pick is going to be Gollum. No, now that's important. No, no, for me. no, no, no. There are so many characters we could pick, and that was going to be my next one. How is that possible? Now the good news is there's two sides to him, right? That's so I'll true. take I'll take one and you can take nah, the other. I don't want Smeagol. I was what I'll I was preparing Schmeagol. to say it's was okay. I'm getting a two say? for one special here because I'm picking Gollum slash Smeagol. You little dirt. Okay. <laughs> I, that was why. rude of me because that's one other character I know you knew, but I wasn't really thinking about that when we did that. Gollum, I really feel like could throw the other team off, couldn't he? Like yes. really couldn't he just, you don't want to get too close. Like I feel like Gollum would really put off a vibe and then he could switch. And when he's Schmeagol, it's like, oh, I feel a little bit bad. And then we're back to Gollum. Like, no, we're not messing with her. That is a beautiful pick. I cannot believe. I was like, there's no way she will want this person. I just thought maybe I needed him. All right. My next pick is going to be the baby from Series of (gasps) Unfortunate Events. That was my next one. I have Series Baby. Oh, I'm so mad. Why? Sunny. Isn't that the baby's name? Yeah. And Jim Carrey is like, I'm sorry. I don't speak monkey and it always bites oh it bites it's hanging on addition. off the edge of the table because oh the that table. makes me so mad that's a really good one all okay, right so, so you i've got a pair of pants sunny. and a baby i have to carry so currently none of them are walking next to me i have to hold all of them maybe i'll use that as a theme actually okay 
Go for it. Okay, third, I cannot leave her out. She's an icon. She's a queen. I need her with me. I need her helping me. And that's Professor McGonagall. I need her there. She's on my Bad Blood team. I feel like right now we have a naked alien. We have like sassy Carmen. And then we have an elderly witch in black robe. (laughs) And I'm feeling good. So you have Pants and Baby and that's my three team. And so far this video is coming together okay i am actually going to go the direction of i need to be holding carrying wearing (laughs) like none of them are going to be walking near me so this is perfect for my next pick i was going to pick this anyway i am picking a baby mandrake from harry potter oh that's so good so i'm holding that in my one hand uh it's screaming it's screaming the baby (laughs) is in like a baby bjorn on my oh that's um, good i was gonna say bit onto the butt of the pants (laughs) oh that's good that's good and i I'm wearing the pants. So, all right. Okay. (laughs) Your pick next. Okay. So I have three, right? Okay. So I am going to pick Robin Ellicott from Cormoran Strike series. The thing about Robin, she comes in real soft spoken and under, but then you feel out, figure out she's a trauma survivor and she's a really, really good getaway car driver. She's just like a boss. Like she knows what she's doing, but she's very unassuming. I think we need to round out my team a little bit with some Robin. Okay, um, when I played the Nancy Drew <laughs> game, oh my we were either in Korea or China or Japan. I think Japan, actually, for the the whole the thing took of the place game? there. Yes. Okay. And we were at this, like, little hotel place. It was okay. definitely Japan. And in the bathroom, like, there was a ghost. Okay. <laughs> like, it looked like the girl from The Ring, but grown up. Um, and somehow Kitty and I burned down the Ryokan, <laughs> even though I don't know that you're allowed or even that's like part of the game to burn down the Ryokan. So this ghost, this um, I- I'm having her on my team and she's just hovering nearby me. That's or actually, very, very good. I was just say walking gonna get... inside okay. me. Like okay. I'm walking uh... inside of her <laughs> because she's a ghost. So I look like a ghost now. Okay, this is good. I just need one more and you just need one more. (laughs) Okay, so just so that we're all on the same page, Cody has a mandrake. He's holding a baby. He's wearing jeans and he's possessed. Yes. Is what is your side of the video. And now we got bad blood and I'm (laughs) singing that. Okay, your last pick. My last pick is actually and now i'm so glad that we've cleared up who played who is bezos and here's why bezos gets a bad rep because she's like the bezos is like she's like the olympic god exactly (laughs) bezos the hyphen zeus she gets a bad rep because she was annoyed by ramona guess what ramona was a little annoying like bezos was right she was like get out of here with your straight across bangs i was here first you're just trying to ruin all my friend groups and i get it that i felt that as the oldest of three kids before so i'm gonna take her on my team i like what she's bringing and i want it to be a nice little selena tie-in i am very (laughs) excited to see what or whom from what book movie or video game will be your fifth draft pick um so in my mouth is where my final pick is going to be and that will be the turkish delight from the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe even though turkish delight is actually mad gross i had some in the turkey airport when we okay by accident were there the worst night of your life exactly and we had turkish delight it's very chewy so you have this once you start, you're in it for the it long so haul. It looks so desirable on the, in the movie. It looks so desirable. It looks like, like a little donut. sugar. Yeah. And, mm, and it goes to that nerd Edmund, and I'm so mad. Ew. So I am chewing on the Turkish Delight, holding okay, my mandrake. Say it again. Yep. With my baby and my papusa or whatever that's called. Okay, continue. <laughs> and I'm wearing, wearing the, the pants jeans. possessed by a girl from the ring. Guys, so I honestly, like, I would go through my list again, but I think we understand that his side is absolutely taking down my side out of fear. I do have Gollum, who I think is the only thing that could match what's happening on the other side of this video, but I'm really happy with both of our sides. Oh, that was really very much fun, and that's going to be the only section I know anything about. So here we go, back into our list, coming in at number five, a book series I have heard of a couple times, The Boxcar Children. What do you think it's about? All right, I'm going to start off this popcorn summary right here. Okay. Some kids Uh of mixed genders. Okay. They have to, like, ride on the train, like, when it's not full like they jump into it to okay. get from place to place 
Full disclosure, so I love the boxcar children. I've read so many of them. I'm going to pretend like not so that I can go with you. So I'm going to go no, with you No, 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 no. You, cor- you take mine and kind of correct it. I don't know <laughs> how quite to. Okay, okay. I erase mine. I white out okay. mine. You start, you start us off. Okay. So I'm going to start off with the sentence that obviously clues you in to like, again, what we were connecting to as children, how we felt like, oh, we get it. We understand what's happening here. Like I'm already on the same page as you guys. Four orphaned siblings are living in an abandoned boxcar. Okay, that is like very close to what I said. Yeah, it's not on a <laughs> There's train. There's boys like, and just, girls. That's true. You did that part right. But it's just like a station. They're not train hopping. Like they're not doing oh, it that. It doesn't right. move? They're just, sitting, they're just sitting there. Correct. Okay, uh, popcorn again, Kaylin, for the next one. Did you? <laughs> nope. Because hey, I'm can I'm mixing this up with the Hardy Boys and um the Magic Treehouse kids. They solve mysteries. Have I just thought they solved mysteries. Any of those Magic Treehouse definitely. Okay, great, great. Me too. And Hardy I Boys, just like a couple of boys solving mysteries. You know, okay. Everyone's solving mysteries. So I'm saying the Boxcar Children better be solving mysteries, they or this do. isn't worth reading. Okay, they do solve mysteries. So they are in this car. They have made in their minds that their grandpa is an evil person because they didn't know anything about him. But the grandpa eventually finds them, takes them in and moves the boxcar into his backyard as like a playhouse for them so that they can keep it and like decorate it and make it like a cool hangout for them. Period. Popcorn. I think you're good on the rest of it. Popcorn, you, they solve mysteries. Do they? This is yeah. so fascinating. I didn't know any of this. I know yeah. that your dad had it like towards the top of his, or he yep. had it on his list. You had it on your list. What was interesting about bo- Boxcar Children, and this makes sense because it's for when we were younger, yeah. all of the votes be- were between fifth and ninth place. Like no one yeah. had this at the very top of their list because you're not reading it right now. But I think a lot of the nostalgia factor, a lot of people put this on their lists. It's very, very good. I would like you to know that the author's name is Gertrude Chandler Warner, which I could have gotten probably at a trivia night because that was like so ingrained in me. The author for this book series was born in 1890. (laughs) So just like let that sink in. So the books were started in 1924 and then reissued in 1942. There are 150 novels at present. No. 19 by the original Gertrude and then the rest are just ghostwriters. Like her the name other is still on the cover. 51. The other 51. <laughs> so there's plenty. As far as I can tell, they're still being written. I think they would have had to update them because <laughs> child service, like they were living like, in a boxcar for a while. They're not writing on papyrus anymore. So now Correct. that we have. So they probably updated them. Like I bet like Henry and Jesse and Violet and Benny, who are the kids, have like cell phones, iPads, stuff like that. Back then, they didn't. They were hopping around town solving those mysteries. Maybe I should give one of those a go because I feel like that's so quintessential to like, I've heard the name so many times. Maybe I should read. Yeah, get that on your Kindle as soon as you can. Pick one of the (laughs) 150 that you can find. All right. Coming in at number four, we have talked about this series many times, but not as a book series. We have... The Lord of the Rings. Now, before we go any further, Nicholas McMichael was like, I don't think I can handle hearing you guys bash Lord of the Rings again. And I wrote to him and said, look, we're not going to bash it if it's where it belongs, which is on this list. A list of best book series. Lord of the Rings absolutely belongs here and honestly higher than number four probably. But it didn't belong in our Oscar win like our best picture nominees. That's where we were salty about it. But Lord of the Rings, uh so let me start off the summary. Yeah two little boys with hair (laughs) on their feet. They got really hairy feet. They get in possession of this piece Uh of jewelry that is no good. No good. They live in a mound, like (laughs) under the grass, and they are very good friends. So many magic people come around them and do magic things and axe things and uh, bow and arrow things and fighting things. The trees walk towards them and Gollum slash Smeagol has a bad time. <laughs> yeah, that actually is very, is good? very good. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, so I have never read any of these, but I have heard of the one book, like the Cimmerillion. No, wait, Cimmerelli is a YouTube channel we used to watch. Yep. Um, the Cerulean, that's blue. 
Okay, there is a book. There is a book Uh in this book series or the Hobbit book series that, like, just basically is, like, 500 pages of world building. And people say it's so boring because, like, there's no action. It's just to kind of set up the scene. And I thought that was so fascinating and sounded boring. But these ones, there's tons of action in Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. You know, in all these books, so much action. People love them. And do we think books are better than the movies? Do we know? I don't really know. So the thing about this, it's the same as, so I got really into Game of Thrones uh, a couple of years ago. Same thing happened. I ordered Song of Ice and Fire like to try to read. These are a little too, these are books and stories that for me, I can't trace that kind of fantastical world building very well in my head. I need to have actors and people that are portraying these to keep them all straight for me. So this one was intimidating for me. I always wanted to get into it. If you were a kid reading some of the other series that we read, Lord of the Rings was a natural follow to that. But I honestly was intimidated by the fact that I couldn't quite ever keep it straight. Not to mention still to this day, confession hour on the podcast. I understand that this is a metaphor. <laughs> like the ring is something. Like something is something. I is? can't tell you what it is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like religious allegory. Like I can't tell you where we are with what the ring. What do these things represent? If you guys are Lord of the Rings fans, I'd love you to reach out and tell me. Honestly, we make fun of it a ton. It's maybe just my insecurity. I don't get it. What are we Wait, talking about confession here? Confession hour for me too. I never even knew that it like represented something else. <laughs> I thought it was just like elves on a journey. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that like there's a point. Like there's a point. Oh, so people point. that love it, help us. It was massively successful. It sold over 150 million copies. The series did. Obviously, some of that world building and details is what made it kind of tricky to get made into a movie. But then when the movies came out, massively successful broke all the records we talked about that before oscar winners so maybe my favorite part of it all is how people say tolkien tolkien Tolkien. what's it supposed to be no that's right i'm just saying they like really go and they want you to know it's like a strong strong e tolkien e-e-e-e-n all right that was probably just as painful for nick McMichael to no, endure. No, because he gets to teach us about he does. Like, why we're dumb. He yeah. does. All right, coming in at number three, man, this really beat Lord of the Rings by a lot, but I don't personally think it should, it be. should be this high. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. shows we are a millennial podcast with millennial followers. Brrr, the Hunger Games. She's who I have to blame for the dystopia. That's Suzanne who I'm, pay- I'm mad at her. Um, give us some, start us off with Okay, some wait, I read three through one. Woohoo! Okay. Three through one. Uh, the things that number three it. and number two and number oh, one. Oh, right. I've I thought you were saying books. books three through one, like in this series. I was like, okay. Okay. So <laughs> the world is broken up. Like, think Pangea. Period. And dying it. Period means I stop. Think Pangea is where I start. Popcorn Kaylin. Great. Um, Kids are in different sections of what used to be the United States called districts. Period. <laughs> Every year they pick a boy and a girl from each district to go in and fight to the death until there's only one person remaining, comma, and they do this to keep order, apparently. Moms did not like this book. Period. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it feels dumb to even describe this book. I feel like everyone listening at least knows what Hunger Games is about. I had a really weird experience with this book in that oh. I was in uh, Rwanda reading. I don't even know how I got my hands on the Hunger Games. It was when the first one came out. I was in Rwanda learning about the Rwandan genocide no. where like millions of people and p- neighbors killing neighbors and all these things. And I was reading this book and it sat in such yeah, a obviously. gross place. I liked the book because I was like, oh my gosh, like it's kind of raising awareness to like the atrocities of these people and all these things. And then when I came back to America and people were just like, ha ha, Hunger Games, can't wait for the movie. I was like, oh, oh, I don't like this as a form of entertainment. That really. So I kind of am high and mighty when it comes to Hunger Games. I don't even think I put it on my list because it the whole premise was too dark for me in the space in which I read it. I don't think that you're alone in that. And that's what I was kind of like the joke was. But really, there was a lot of like hubbub around this because it's a tough sell to kids to read these novels about kids brutally murdering each other in like a dome like that had never really 
I don't think anything that crazy had been presented as a kid. I mean, it's definitely presented as like a YA yeah. for sure yeah. series. So it went that she published them first in 2008 and then every year until 2010. And then the movies came out. And so they kind of hit as this cultural phenomenon because unlike something like the Harry Potter series, Lord of the Rings, where they were written while before like a while before the movies came these were like right there the books came out and right away they were optioning them for movies so it's very very hard to think of Katniss Everdeen without thinking of Jennifer Lawrence like that was just right Right. there with these books at the same time the first two were New York Times bestsellers and then Mockingjay came out and just crushed all a ton of those records and stuff upon its release because everybody was clamoring for these it became a cultural reset the prequel to all of these was released in 2020 yeah, and um, Chloe, I think, read it. She wrote on her okay. list that we either she wrote, I read this or read this. You know, that word is hard. Read and read looks exactly the same. So she may be telling you guys to read it or telling you that she did read it. Okay, she's telling us either a directive or she's bragging about that she's a good <laughs> reader. Um, I will say that this one to me seems like, and maybe it's just because of how recent it was. I mean, not really anymore. This one seems like the most infiltrated into culture, right? And so people say, I volunteer as tribute. People say this is like the Hunger Games. In 2020 and 2021, the three-fingered gesture was really being used in Thailand and Myanmar, like as the the protests were happening for real, like as a symbol that brought the protesters together one of my kids just did that interesting one of my kids just did that at youth group on sunday (laughs) literally said something someone said the word tribute and then immediately his hand just went and your kid was probably five when this first thing came (laughs) out so it is very very interesting because i do think that it was a generation's harry potter and stuff like that they just came to love it they loved the books and the movies were right there for them as soon as they wanted them yeah, definitely. Let's move on to number two. I don't know that we have too much more to say about Hunger Games besides the massive success that it was. Coming in at number two, we have brrr, The Chronicles of Narnia. I'm really glad to see this here at number mm-hmm. two. For a while, Hunger Games was beating it, and I was like, that mm. just doesn't sit right with me. Chronicles of Narnia is so interesting because it's something that came into mainstream culture over and over and over again you have the bbc versions you have the new movies you have the books you have tv series all these different things and it is a religious text in a way so i find that so fascinating that even that somehow c.s lewis like wrote these books and it got into mainstream juvenile culture even for people who wouldn't you know be thinking about god too much or care about that side of things Could you start us off and tell us what this is about? Well, there's so many, but I will say... Just the idea. Okay. Even Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Let's just stick there. Like, what are we dealing with All right. Four siblings, two brothers and two sisters. Something happens, I think, to their parents, I guess, because then they have to go live somewhere else with maybe an aunt and uncle or grandparent. And in the house, which is so old, they find a wardrobe. Okay. In the wardrobe, it's a time space continuum door to (laughs) Narnia, which is a snowy scape where they come out and they realize that they are transported. I'm going to jump a little bit. They like become king and queen and live in there for like (laughs) ever. They live in there forever. And then at some point in one of the books, they come back out and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a child still. Weird. Finishing sentence, Tilda Swinton is there. So <laughs> yeah. I did say on see on Wikipedia, I was remembering like all the sisters or brothers and stuff like that. And it said something like Lucy spent the most time in Narnia four years more than the other. And I'm like, years? Like, I didn't realize what we were doing here, like yep. in these time Because she was the first one to stumble into it. Lucy right. is the worst character. The worst. Susan <laughs> is better, guys. Like that, the two... Youngers are worse. That is all there is to it. There were seven novels by C.S. Lewis, like you said. They were written between 1950 and 1956. That that tracks. That is right. We know those ones are old. Yeah. Four of them were made made into those recent movies, like that we would have seen in our time in theaters. Um, They were very critically acclaimed, and C.S. Lewis is a very it was a very active author. But these are obviously considered like his best and definitely most popular works. 
And truly, uh, Nick McMichael, again to mention him, said that these are butt, I think maybe was his words. <laughs> like Chronicles oh, of Narnia is butt, yes, B-U-T-T, yes. I was like, or like, but what? Uh, or something, like saying that they were bad. And uh-huh. I'm not really sure where he's getting that because I will still reference these books to my students or like right. in sermons. There is some really cool, like theological truth and profound stuff about Aslan and all the, like C.S. Lewis writes in such a interesting way. Way, even when he's writing for kids that if I read these as an adult I'm still like oh there's some cool cool stuff here so I just think they're so special they're in a a genre and a place all of their own in my mind so Nick McMichael loves Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien Tolkien whatever <laughs> Tolkien, Tolkien so criticized these books of C.S. Lewis's that he almost didn't finish them. C.S. Lewis was like, all right, these are terrible because J.R. did not like, like he was like, these are not good. So that Nick McMichael is him and you are C.S. Lewis and you're just, Mm. he's telling you like, my books are smarter. There's a metaphor that you don't even understand. But yes, keep writing your things for little youth kids. Come on. If I need Jesus to be the lion, I need it to be a little (laughs) easier for me to get than whatever the heck Gollum represents. All right. If that's not the devil, then what is he? So yes, these are easier metaphors to pick up on. And truthfully, I think I only read the one. Here we are again. Which one? Line the Witch in the the Wardrobe? wardrobe, Obviously. Yeah. And I should be reading the others, but guys, I can't turn back time okay no he's gonna get the boxcar children but he can't possibly go back and get this <laughs> all right coming in at number one we knew it would be here it smashed all the others it has more than double the amount of points it has more than triple the amount of first place finishes of chronicles of narnia this is brrr, the harry potter series Now, before we get into any conversation on Harry Potter, we just have to say on Patreon, we have multiple Harry Potter episodes, including Harry Potter Hot or Not, one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. And we have the eight Harry Potter films ranked on our main channel. So that's if you really want to dive into Harry Potter, that's where you should go for all of our best content here. We just need to talk about the books a little bit and give some vibes. We do need to talk about the books. I think I was going to say the same thing. We don't need to belabor Harry Potter. We've talked about it so, so much. We talk about it a lot, and specifically with the books, about how they tracked our age. So they came out in the U.S. first in 1998, and then they went through to 2007. So literally spanned from the times that we were in, like, third grade all the way until we were graduating high school, just about. Um, The last book, just so you understand, we've talked about this in those other episodes, but the books themselves – the releasing of these books was a phenomenon like nothing else I had ever seen right. in my life. Like, what other book series have midnight releases that are super popular? Barnes and Noble could not believe. Like, they were like, never have we seen as my many people. Kmart could not <laughs> believe that I went in dressed up in a blanket as a cloak. They could, <laughs> they not, could not believe. They couldn't believe it. So the last book, just to put it in perspective, sold 8.3 million copies in the first 24 hours upon release so that's we're talking 2007 like there was tv like we were watching other stuff but we were still doing this i remember in devil wears prada there's that scene where she asks um anne hathaway to get the twins the new advanced copies of the of the harry potter books like as one of her impossible tasks and stuff because they were just the most sought off after things these books were you would go the weekend that they came out and anywhere you would go socially kids would be like hold up in the corner booth reading these books right and here's a real question if you're jk rowling and you have made that much money do you keep writing like why, why did we even Robert get why did why we get Corman strike series right. because i just i guess you love it and if you're that famous you know it'll probably sell to some degree but like I'm done. I'm sitting back, relaxing, maxing all cool, shooting you're some people outside it. of school. You're going to rewatch the movies occasionally. You'll do what you feel like, and then you're done. You're certainly not writing more 500-page books. Ugh, seems like a lot of work. Real quick, just to close out on Harry Potter, give me, like, two of your favorite characters. Who comes to mind immediately? Who do you stand? I'm going to go on... Bellatrix. Those are my two. Ooh. Those are my two tops. Who are yours? Uh, mine's Luna Lovegood and Hermione Granger. Obviously, excellent. Those like, are gr- those are great. Female picks. power from us. Female right. Power. Exactly. All right. That's all we can say about Harry Potter. Go listen to those other episodes if you want more on that. But Kaylin, let's talk our robbed goddesses and you can't sit with us. What's your robbed goddess this week? So I 
when I was looking, I like to mention ones that we don't talk about. And so one that we do not talk about that I think one person voted for. I don't even know if I remembered. I don't think I remember to vote for it. The Artemis Fowl series I loved when I was growing up, which is so strange and not in my vein. Typically, I'd actually be interested to go back and read them to right. see like, why did I like these so much? But I remember I read all of them. I really liked them. Maybe I used to like a different like sort of genre more than I did, but I love that somebody, at least two people I think voted for it to bring it back up so that I would remember. I think they made a movie of this recently or tried to, um, but the books were very, very good. What is your Rob Goddess? Mine are going to be ones that I read as a child that I actually did read a lot of that did not get the love they should have gotten. First one is Sideways Stories from Wayside School. I absolutely adore this series and it did just, it scraped into our top 20, but to me, these are just like picturesque, amazing books. I also loved Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. And then <laughs> the, <laughs> the one I really want to talk about is the Bailey School Kids. This is the series that was like, help, my gym teacher's an alien. Or like, help, <gasps> yeah, my teacher's Mrs. a vampire. Lizard. Yeah, yes. stuff like so that. there were so many of these. And I actually read almost all of them. This is Guys, the book that I would reader. go right to the Bailey Kids school section of the library. I would get the one and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this one's a mummy. And it was like <laughs> the same exact plot every single time. And I absolutely adored you them. You never tired of it. Like you wanted it every single time. Kaylin, what is your You Can't Sit With Us this week? You already gave us a preview. We are bringing it back to Kelly Duez, our rank assign of the week. Now, Kelly Duez joined our life group at a church that we went to when she was so a, a brand new Christian. She was like 23, may, no, younger. She was like 20, 20, maybe. I don't know. The point is one of our first life group meetings, she mentioned that she had read 50 shades of gray and Brian Hillegas like stood up and told everyone in the life group and was laughing at it <laughs> so hard. He was like, everybody welcome Kelly. She did just come straight off of reading 50 shades of gray, like something like that. And we all died. It was such a hilarious memory where she was at first like embarrassed. I was like, no, no, this is just hilarious way to start our Sunday morning or our Sunday meeting with you. That became such a thing we associated as a joke with her. She said in a text to me today, the threatening one, that she's read two series and it was Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. So Kelly. you can feel better about yourself, Cody. Kelly. Because that is the worst list. She cannot sit with us for that list. Literally, Kelly. That's that's atrocious. That's bad even for me. Okay. That's bad even for him. My You Can't Sit With Us one person put okay. Animorphs at their last spot on the list. Now, Animorphs is not the You Can't Sit With Us. Oh. The book covers of the Animorphs <gasps> it's always a showed a, a person yeah. <laughs> morphing into an animal. And if you just look at the middle morph, it is the most <laughs> disturbing thing. There's a whole BuzzFeed article about the most disturbing middle morph Animorphs. <laughs> and you should look it up because it is so so funny and so disturbing. So those middle morph animorphs cannot, <laughs> cannot sit, sit with, with you. me. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to us talk about things we don't know this week. Hopefully you send some corrections in and tell us where we went wrong. As always, the only way to make the list your version of correct is to rank and rate. We'll see you next time. Bye.